It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Wasn't that fun? Didn't we have a fun Sunday? Great football, the magic win. Yes, W-I-N, the magic won. It's time to celebrate a little bit. You know, get an extra day, whatever. It's time to celebrate just a little bit for a big magic win. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is January 24th, 2022. My name is Philip Ross. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we will break down the Orlando Magic's big win over the Chicago Bulls. Why it was a game that showed both how much fun and joy this young team has, but also maturity. Uh, to be able to handle some things that they've been struggling with and, and put their foot down to get a big win. We'll talk about all that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all you can, that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast. Network. We're searching every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, whether you're listening to us right when we upload, at lunch, on your break, while you work out, on your way home, whenever. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, the Lockdown Podcast Network has great podcasts covering almost every single team you can think of, so check it out today. Download them wherever you download podcasts, as well as stream many of our shows on YouTube. Obviously, uh, the big highlight of the game uh, for the Orlando Magic was was just kind of the way the Magic puffed their chest out. I, I know it rubbed the Chicago Bulls broadcast the wrong way. Um, saying, oh, y'all, y'all have only eight wins. Why, why are you puffing your chest out? Why are you putting your, you know, why are you talking smack during the game? Why, 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 what do you have to celebrate? Well, I, I, I'm sorry to those people, but it, it may be a while since the, the last time you were in this situation. Chicago's missed the playoffs for a long time. I don't think Chicago necessarily has the, has the right to dictate how teams celebrate their wins and how they celebrate their positive moments. The fact of the matter is this Magic team has had very, very little to celebrate. Very, very literal reason to puff its chest out, to, to make their talent known, to feel the, the sense of accomplishment that comes from a big win like this. And yes, this was a, a huge win for the Orlando Magic. I, I'm, I'm willing to concede that, yes, um, for the Magic to beat a team as good as the Chicago Bulls, and the Chicago Bulls, despite all their absences, are a very good team. They probably need some extenuating circumstances, whether it's the end of a long road trip, whether it's um, the team just not having its focus the way that it normally would. The Magic needed that kind of a break. And the Bulls played this game in a little bit of a, of a stupor. Um, I think even Nikola Vucevic said after the game that it was kind of an unfocused effort. And, and, and just by watching the game itself, you could kind of sense that. Um, the Bulls playing without Zach Levine. Still, probably, you know, feeling a certain way about uh, losing Alex Crusoe. Um, I know, I know, some Bulls fans were certainly 
upset with some of the fouls the Magic took because of the way that the Caruso thing went. And, and you know, again, uh, that that was certainly a different level and different class of foul that earned the suspension that Grayson Allen got. Probably a little bit light on that sense, too, because of the injury that came after it. Um, you know, we saw Jalen Suggs take a really nasty fall in Friday's loss to the Los Angeles Lakers as well. Um, but, but by the same token, too, um, the Magic have to be the ones to go out there and win the game. Like, you, you, again, you, you can say all these things. You can say what you want about a lot of these a lot of these games but at the end of the day you still got to go out and win it and the magic for the first time really all year maybe the second time i think that's that second win against the knicks had a little bit of a feel like this but but really nothing like this the magic played a fourth quarter of just pure joy of just not just necessarily pure joy but but of comfort um they they didn't have to sweat a game out at the end now, yes, Chicago made their run. Orlando built a 20-point lead in the third quarter. They were up by 16 at the half. Um, they built a 20-point lead in the third quarter. It got cut down to seven, but each time the Magic answered the bell, they made a play, they made a shot, they made a defensive stop. They did all the things that Jamal Mosley's been preaching throughout the course of the season. It all really came together and delivered them a, a, a you know, dare I say, a comfortable win. Wow. Um, it, it was... Certainly impressive on that front that the Magic were able to pit to, to to win this game with that level of comfort, with that level of just of just just co- you know somewhat coasting to the end. The big highlight, of course, came in the fourth quarter. Midway through the fourth quarter, Jalen Suggs got the ball um, off a rebound, I believe it was. Zoom past half court, got by his defender, and yammed it all over Demar Derozan. Um, Sorry about that picture. My bedroom's falling. Um, uh, d- just Jalen Suggs just jammed it all over DeMar DeRozan um, and got the crowd into it. There was a lot of ga- a lot of gaffes, a lot of like wide eyes. A lot. Terrence Ross became a meme again. Um, there were a lot of Jalen Suggs felt the moment too, and he puffed his chest out and was shouting at the crowd. Was shouting at the crowd, getting the crowd up and. You know, again, a, a, you know, very evenly split crowd suddenly became very pro magic all of a sudden. And this is, you know, I've talked with some people about some of the issues with the crowds at the Amway Center and, and how split those crowds have been. The way you win them back is with highlight plays like that. The way you win them back is with wins. And so, in that, that sense, this was a big moment. Not only just a big moment for the rookie guard to to have his day, to have his moment, but just a big moment. Period. For this team. It was not the last time Suggs would do that. He had a 360 dunk at 1.2 and continued to puff his chest out, go across, you know, point to the Orlando sign, the magic, the magic logo across his chest. Um, yeah, that may rub people the wrong way, but the fact of the matter is this team has had very, very little reason to cheer. Very, very little reason to do any of that. And when you get those opportunities, as, as this magic team is trying to do, they're trying to celebrate their little victories. This was no little victory, though. This was a big one. You get the win in the win column, you win comfortably, and you get the chance to to celebrate a little bit. And no one should fault the Magic for taking advantage of that. No one should fault the Magic for having that chance to celebrate. This was about as complete a game as the Magic have played all season long. Yes, there were struggles at the beginning, and Mo Bamba dealt with foul trouble all game long. He only ended up playing like six minutes, but... 
the Magic were able to hold themselves in the game because of defense. And their offense was sputtering at the start. It felt like it'd be another one of those games. And DeMar DeRozan was scoring seemingly like, well, he had scored 41 points, I think. Um, it, it felt like the Magic were going to get run out of the gym once again. But that's not what happened. The defense held firm. The Magic were able to get their offense going. They were able to turn that off, that defense into offense. They were able to transition back to the other end of the floor. And they were able to finish the game off. Not really just even finish the game off. Finish the game off early. Building that 16-point lead at the half was probably one of the better thing, better, better sequences the Magic have had all season long. And again, it's not a season that's had a lot of success. But to win a game when Cole Anthony struggles to shoot, to win a game with your bench, I think the, the Magic outscored the, the, six, the Bulls bench 51-10 to 10 or something like that. It's been a complete reversal uh, from the starter starting group to the bench group now. Um, Orlando was able to get the job done and play with a passion, to play with a spirit, just to play with an energy that they absolutely needed to succeed. And that's all you can ask for. That's all this team can hope for. That's all this team can want. The Magic played a, a really good game. Um, there's just there's just no bones about it. There's no, no separating that. They played a really good game, perhaps their best game of the season. And it's because all those pieces came together. But more importantly, it's something that came together over the weekend. Just a lesson that finally cemented itself. A lesson that finally, you know, kind of got ingrained. Now the Magic have to fix their problems themselves and put their foot down and do what they know they have to do. That's exactly what they did in that third quarter uh, against the Bulls. We'll talk about that coming up here in just a moment. We'll also run through the box score as well as we typically do. But first, a quick word from our pals at Truebill. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's sort of a business scam out to get you. Yes, there's the convenience of never having to, to, to remember to pay bills monthly, so you get that. But when you're done with the service, you don't always remember that you don't always remember that you're paying for it every month. And so they keep charging and charging and charging. Don't let those corporations pocket your money like that. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions today. Truebill is a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 per year with Truebill. And because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has more than 2 million users and helped save them more than $100 million. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now, Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Today's podcast also brought to you by our pals at Built Bar. It's New Year, and that means New Year's resolutions. We are three weeks, four weeks into the year. How's your New Year's resolutions coming? If yours is about getting fit like mine is or eating healthier like mine is, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar and maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it. You'll want to keep it a part of your diet. And like other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill, this actually tastes good. You actually want to eat these. I've never had a protein bar quite like this one. 
Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, so you get that savory taste that diets oftentimes leave out. Ghost Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which is usually uh, a, a little bit, you know, close to double of that, if not more. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least taste something that feel that tastes good and makes you feel good too. It's good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious built bar, you can almost count it as a workout or at least a, a nice reward that won't break your calorie bank. And there's so many great flavors to choose from, from coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built Bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So check out built.com often to see what's new. Check out to make sure you get on those puff flavors when they come out. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your again. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. We are coming up on the NBA trade deadline. So we want to thank you for making Locked On Magic your first listen of the day. Don't forget to go back to Friday's episode where we talked with Keith Smith of Spotrack a little bit more about what the Magic strategy and thinking is going to be as we get closer to the NBA trade deadline. But the NBA trade deadline is Thursday, February 10th at 3 p.m. Eastern time. That is only two and a half weeks away. The trade deadline is going to sneak up on all of us. Locked on NBA is going to be covering the trade deadline live from 2 to 4 p.m. Join Kim Becker, John Corrales, Locked on Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd, and NBA veteran Antonio Daniels and get analysis of every blockbuster move. Subscribe to Locked on NBA YouTube and turn your notifications on so you know when they go live. That's again, February 10th from 2 to 4 p.m. around the 3 p.m. NBA trade deadline. It's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. I'm sure I will be on that show too. But the Orlando Magic take care of business against Chicago Bulls. Let's run through the final box score as the Magic get a huge win. Their third row, their third home win of the season and their ninth win overall. They're now 9-39 as they get a 114-95 victory. Um, this is a really balanced effort, and I think that's really what you want to see uh, from the team overall. Moritz Wagner leads the way with 23 points, 9 for 13 shooting. Um, he had a really good game. Um, you know, the Magic obviously dealt with foul trouble with Mo Bamba. Um, throughout the game, he had four fouls in the game, uh, played only 651. More, Mo Wagner came in um, in that first quarter and really changed the tempo of the game. The Magic were struggling to score. They were struggling to get much going on. Um, and Wagner was able to kind of just mix things up just the right amount. He was able to hit shots from the outside, be a bit more of an energetic threat. Um, and, and just throughout the game, he just played with so much energy. Again, sometimes too much. He's sometimes overflowing with that kind of energy. And, and that's when you see him get under under people's skin and sometimes at the right time, sometimes at the wrong times. Um, but you, you know, he's unapologetically himself. And I think magic fans have really taken to him because he's willing to mix things up. He's willing to be physical. He's always bringing energy again, sometimes too much, sometimes it's the wrong ways, but certainly a, a, a positive, a positive energy guy uh, for this team. So I, I really love the way Mo played. I thought he set the tone for the rest of the game, really helped the magic uh, get where they needed to be in this one. The real factor in this game was Franz Wagner. 18 points, 7 for 14 shooting, 5 assists, 4 rebounds. So not a huge statistical game, not a huge like kind of breakdown game. But once that energy picked up, Franz got the ball in his hands and just really made great plays. He was able to get to the basket. He's 
his ability to kind of slither through the lane um, is really impressive. Um, you know, he, he's got this 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 really good sense and this really good patience as he's attacking the basket. And his finishing isn't all there yet. Like he's still got some work to do to be a better finisher at the rim. Uh, but it's still pretty good, uh, and it's gotten better as the season goes on. So he's, he's got these nice Euro steps. He's got these nice step-through moves, and he's just so patient with them that it's it's still so impressive. I, I, I've been nothing but impressed with the way that uh, that Franz Wagner has played, and there's no reason not to be impressed with that. Wendell Carter, 19 points in 28 minutes, 8 for 12 shooting, 2 for 3 from beyond the arc, 7 rebounds, 3 blocks, Um he shows up against the Bulls. Uh, I, I I can't say why. Maybe it's because he used to play for them. Maybe there's still some bad blood with the way things went down in Chicago. But uh, Wendell, you know, again, he just makes such a big difference for this team. Now, maybe he was still on a little bit of a minute restriction, um, but I really liked his game. Just really solid overall, played good defense, um, did a good job kind of finding his gaps, you know, setting screens, just doing all the things that you trust Wendell to do. Some other notable performances off the bench. Chuma Okiki, 11 points, 4 for 7 shooting, 3 for 5 from deep, 7 rebounds, 4 assists. Um, I think we could start sounding the Chuma alarms again. Um, I think that he is starting to kind of come out of whatever funk he was in to start the season. It's taken him a while. Um, they've been trying to figure out how to get him going. They're starting to find it. They're starting. To, he's starting to figure it out. A lot of it's just he needs to make shots, and he's starting to hit shots and starting to feel comfortable with the shots that he's taking. Um, a lot of it is, you know, just again, if you're in a shooting slump, forget about shooting for a while. Go defend. And Chuma's defense was really good for much much of the night. Um, he's been kind of a steal guy all year. He's had a steal in this game. Um, he's kind of been able to like get steals that way. But he's been really good uh, for much of the season uh, doing doing those little things, just doing those little little itty bitty things that he has to do to 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 win to win games and to kind of stay in the game. Um, Chuma was just super super impressive. Really love the game that he put together. Um, and I think, honestly, you got to give it to Ignas Rosdakis. 18, uh, 11 points, sorry, he was plus 18. 11 points, four for six shooting, made all three of his threes. I know Magic fans like to harp against him. When he has a good game, you got to give him props for having a good game. Ignas Rosdakis is a scorer. He's trying to he's trying to score. That's why he's in the game. He's a shooter. He can make those outside shots. Um, it, he he played really, really well. Um, so you got to give him his props there. Last two guys want to go over. Jalen Suggs, 15 points, 4 for 10 shooting, 7 for 8 from the foul line, 7 assists for him uh, against one turnover. A lot, to, a lot to unpack there from the Magic's rookie. First, Jalen Suggs is figuring stuff out. Um, again, 4 for 10 shooting isn't fantastic. His four uh, makes were all kind of dunks and layups. Um, he's still got to continue improving his, his, his finishing. I think still at the moment of attack, sometimes he can rush himself. Um, but Jalen Suggs is coming. Um, it's very, very obvious he is figuring out how to get to the rim more efficiently, how to attack more effectively, how to get himself, um, how to get himself uh, 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 in positions to score more often. And he's getting to the foul line a lot more. I think he's averaging like four or five free throws a game since he returned. Another set, another eight free throw games, so he's getting to the line four times. Magic haven't had a guy that could get to the line that much. Um, you know, I was sticking. Uh, after the three dunks that he had toward the end of the game in the fourth quarter, um, when was the last time we saw a guard who was able to kind of be that athletic? Um, almost certainly the Magic haven't had a guard this athletic since Victor Oladipo uh, and this kind of explosive at the rim since Victor Oladipo. The difference, though, and the reason why, and maybe this is something worth diving a little bit deeper into comparing their rookie seasons, and obviously Oladipo was older, 
um, very, very on a very, very different team uh, with with the with the veterans the Magic had still uh, when Oladipo was a rookie. Um, but one of the key differences, though, is Suggs gets to the foul line in a way that Oladipo didn't. Uh, you know, again, didn't his rookie season in Orlando. Um, if Suggs can continue to get to the foul line this effectively as his jumper comes around, as his finishing gets better, he's going to be a problem. He's going to be a major problem for a lot of teams. And I think his shooting will come around. There's no reason to think that it won't. Um, he's taking fewer threes. He's being a little bit more selective with his outside shot now, which is a really good sign. Um, and seeing him be able to pass the ball and move the ball. Uh, seven assists is a really big deal. Seven assists against um, one turnover. He's had some turnover issues since he came back. That's a really big deal. So, you know, again, with Suggs, we're not seeing all the pieces come together. We're not seeing the guy that, that we all thought could be an all-star quite yet. Um, but we are seeing a lot of these pieces start to come together in, in a meaningful way. And I think that's really, really, really exciting for the Magic. Cole Anthony, the last guy I want to chat about. 11 points, 4 for 13 shooting, 1 for 2 from deep, 2 for 3 from the line, 5 assists against 1 turnover for him. Um, he was plus 19 in the game, so I, I don't want to put that past him. Um, you know, look, Cole's shooting has gone cold. Um, I think there's no other way to put it. He is really struggling to shoot the ball a little bit right now, um, struggling to find his place. And, and I think, again, the big thing, you know, now that we know that Cole Anthony can have these big shooting performances, um, and I think a lot of defenses are really keying in on him and trying to make his life difficult or trying to get him out of the Magic's offense by having him over-dribble or, or kind of forcing forcing the magic out of their offense and forcing Cole to create something where maybe he's not the best yet. Um, and again, he could get really good at it again by starting to hit some, hit some shots. But um, I think what's been really important development for Cole while he's struggling to shoot is, and this is just an important development for him for the season, is learning how to manage a game and learning when to attack, when to pull back, when to when to just kind of learning how to how and when to look for his own shot. And I think that's been. A bit of a struggle for him, um, but uh, but a struggle that he needs to go through. I mean, again, you, you don't mind him going through these growing pains this season um, as he's kind of learning how to be a, a better point guard. Um, to me, what I look for when I'm watching Cole more than anything else now is I look at his assist numbers. Um, his, uh, his assist numbers concern me a lot more than his shooting numbers uh, on most nights. When the Magic have a good game like this, they can survive Cole Anthony struggling to shoot because Cole Anthony had five assists. Um, so I thought his playmaking was really good. I thought he was really patient. Um, you know, when he got his shot opportunities, he has to make some of those shots. There's some shots he certainly missed that he's got to be better at and got to be better at making. Um, but overall, I thought he kept the ball moving. And again, I think that's a big reason why the Magic won the game. The Magic have 31 assists on 42 field goal makes. They shoot 52.5% from floor, just 12 of 26 from beyond the arc. 12 of 26. 26 is a really low number for the Magic's three-point shooting. They're up around 32, 33 per game. I still think 30 is probably the ideal number. The fact they didn't take very many three shows that the offense was moving, they were getting in the paint. Orlando outscores Chicago in the paint 60 to 34. Um, they get outscore them on fast break points 11 to 1. All really positive signs for the Orlando Magic. They are they they are rebounded 44 to 35. They did give up their fair share of offensive rebounds, but Chicago with 22 turnovers for 24 points. DeMar DeRozan leads the Bulls with 41 points. Kobe White adds 22. Nikola Vucevic with just 13 points. And 13 rebounds. He shot four for 19 from the floor. The Orlando Magic defeat the Chicago Bulls by the score of 114 to 95, their most complete win of the season. We'll talk about why this was a major moment of growth for the Orlando Magic coming up here in just a moment. But first, Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year. 
As we continue the march of the playoffs and beyond, BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You know, it, it, we obviously didn't do a podcast over Friday's game um, against the Los Angeles Lakers, and 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 that game went kind of how you'd expect it to go. The Lakers are a struggling team; they seem very disconnected. There's obviously all these rumors about their coach Frank Vogel, um, and they played like it. They played a little disorganized. They played disjointed. They didn't seem to have everything together. And the Magic took advantage. They took an eight point lead in the locker room and. I sat there at halftime of that game. I tweeted it out. I said, okay, Magic are back in it here. The Magic are back to where they were Wednesday night against Philadelphia with a 10-point lead. There's a superstar player on the other end. How do you manage this lead? How do you keep this lead? How do you not let this become a game? And, and again, those first six minutes of the quarter are huge in momentum. What ended up happening is the Lakers went on a 17-2 run to open the quarter. They upped their defensive pressure. The Magic kind of got hit on their back heels. Um, and the Bull and the Lakers turned uh, an eight-point halftime deficit into a seven-point lead. They ultimately expanded the lead out to, to double digits. And Orlando was climbing back uphill again, as, as they always seem to be. Um, it was disappointing. And, and I think one of the key things that, that we want to see this year is this team just grow. Um, you know, not you know, they don't necessarily have to win all these games. They don't have, you know, we're not expecting like giant leaps. But when you're put in similar situations, when you're put in a situation that you've seen recently, grow, get better. Don't make the same mistakes. Don't repeat the same mistakes. And so to see in back-to-back games, yes, against very good players, um, when you see in back-to-back games, the team struggle, um, it it concerns you a little bit. Um, it, it makes you question a little bit um, of the project and, and and whether the teaching is sinking in. Because again, this, these are the results we're looking for. You know, just this little progress, these little progressions. Um, you know, if wins aren't going to matter, progression does. Go, you know, being on an upward swing toward the end of the year, players getting better, players building on top of things. That that's the kind of stuff that matters for this season. And I remember, you know, I asked Wendell Carter after the game uh, about that, about, you know, you know, learning these lessons. Obviously, he wasn't a, a part of Wednesday's game against the Sixers, but I asked him after Friday's game about, you know, learning these lessons, kind of, you know, you were in the same situation two games in a row. You know, how do you make sure these lessons, you know, kind of harden? And Carter said, you know, we this isn't about the coaches. This isn't about uh, about strategy or anything else. This is about us. 
we've got to be, we've got to do whatever we got to do to come out and be ready for those third quarters. We've got to do whatever we got to do to know that those runs are coming and to absorb them and, and, and to, to, to fight them back and beat them back. For sure. Sunday's game presented that same opportunity. Um, 16 point, 16 point lead um, at the half. You know, the Bulls are a good team. They weren't playing great. They had every reason to believe that, hey, this team's going to make a run. We've got to be ready. We've got to make ourselves ready. And, you know, I, I think it was Jalen Suggs who said after the game uh, Sunday night um, that, that, you know, we didn't have to go over any clips at the half. The halftime discussion, the halftime conversation was about, hey, we've got to be ready in the third quarter. This is about us. This is not about them. We've got to be ready. Um, we've got to we've got to withstand that run. And yes, the Bulls ultimately cut the lead down to seven. Um, you know, but the Magic built it out to twenty first. Um, Orlando withstood that run, and so we could see how the Magic learned those lessons. How the and again, it, it wasn't it wasn't the coaches that did anything. It was the players taking responsibility, taking responsibility for the message and saying, "Hey." If we want to win these games, we've got to be the ones to act. We've got to be the ones to, to, to put our foot down, to play with intensity, to play the way that we know we're capable of. And to me, well, yes, it, there was a lot of joy in the building on, on, on Sunday night. There's a lot of a lot of happiness, and, and the Magic were making a statement um, at the Bulls' expense. You know, Whether it's a statement that lasts or not is another question. It's certainly part of the next step of the evolution. But... To me, the big statement the Magic made was the maturity they showed. With all the bad things that have happened this year, with all the struggles, with all the frustrations, when the moment came to put their foot down, when the moment came to make a stand, to make a statement, the Magic made their statement. The Magic made the call. The Magic grew. They improved. They progressed. And that's what this season is about. Yes, they're going to see a lot of situations, and coaches will too. Um, they're going to see a lot of situations that they're going to have to grow and learn from. But they actually have to grow and learn from them. They can't just be these little situations. They can't just be these little things that happen. The next time they see them, they've got to be better. And so the Magic, leading by 20, holding on to a lead, taking a, a great punch from an all-star player like DeMar DeRozan, fighting back, and winning comfortably, it's a sign of not just some growth, but of some maturity. That this team is serious about winning. They're willing to have fun, but is serious about winning too. And while the wins may yet again be sparse the rest of the season, or you know, certainly the, the season that the, the record is not going to be reflective of the progress the team is making. But Sunday was a good sign that they're still on the right track, that they're still doing the right things and that they can do them better and more consistently moving forward. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at, at uh, you can find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in him like Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, all of the places to download podcasts, your podcast, enable listen advice. You can follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Now that you're done with us, go make your second listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with extra analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. 
That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Lockdown Magic. For Orlando Magic, Daily Lockdown Magic, we'll see you again next time for another episode of Lockdown Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.